Okay, Hello, testing, testing. Okay, yeah, that's better. Okay. I actually see you talking now on here. Okay. Okay, well, that's good. Alrighty, round two. Hello, friends. We are so sorry. We just recorded 10 minutes of uh, audio without realizing Liz's mic was not uh, on. All right. So, so we're going to start over. <laughs> we're going to just have the same conversation we just had. It's going to sound pretty fake. Yep, we're sorry. We're, I don't remember what I said, so it probably won't sound that fake because I'm not going to be able to say anything. Okay. Um, we talked about the snow. Yep. We talked about how shitty people were for not showing up for work in the snow. Yep. Uh, we talked about how I said the snow was broken because it was snowing parallel instead of down. Mm-hmm. I mean, vertical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Wait, what? You mean it was snowing horizontal instead yeah. of vertical? Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. It was, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. It was instead of parallel to the ground. Yes, instead of perpendicular. I know my words. Yeah. Mama Babs, one of your contacts. Oh, good. Um, apparently, she's Mama Babs in my phone. Okay. Hi, Ashley's mama. <laughs> um, we talked about... How transit sucked in the snow. Yep. We uh, spent a lot of time on the snow. Yeah, we talked about the snow for about five whole minutes. Transit um, didn't work. The doors froze. People couldn't drive. Yep. People are stupid and can't drive in snow. Talked about some Netflix shows that we are watching. I'm currently watching Titans. I have finished almost the entire series in less than a week. Mm-hmm. I watched, I binged Real Detective in about one day, and then I've been watching Disney Plus. I finished watching the um, 90s Hercules animated TV series. There's a TV show about that? Yes. Oh, God. That's interesting. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's like, honestly, it it's not that bad considering how bad it could have been it's mm. like it's pretty decent that's fair so. there's a lot of meg cosplayers out there is there really yeah i love it there's a audio file on tiktok of like of like here i am doing my cosplay that i know no one asked for but here i am anyway and a lot of them are meg mm. there's a lot of meg oh we talked about how i thought the guy who plays dick grayson in titans looks way too young and i'm very uncomfortable because i know Rachel's supposed to be like his little sister because like their interactions like I'm like are they trying to be together no 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 she's a teenager I gotta remember he's not a teenager he's like mid-twenties yeah he like, looks super young he though. looks super young he played Jonas in in The Giver I couldn't figure yes. out where I knew him from yeah, yeah. and some other stuff I know him mm-hmm. from too but most recently that and um oh the bad guy did you recognize who plays her dad in season one it's been a while since I watched it I it's, can't remember uh, what's his face from Castle one of the detectives the white one who was like oh yeah 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 yeah. i was like where the fuck do i know this guy from looked him up i'm like "Eh?" seamus something yeah i was like this is a very different character to play but Mm -hmm. all right he does it well the only me uh, mark was watching it for a little bit and they're all pretty good about like because i remember watching teen titans Mm -hmm. but i don't remember a lot about it because i think it was my brother who watched it but the one the minute i saw beast boy i was like well they got him right I keep mixing up the stuff that happened because I think we watched them really close, watched that one really close together with like Umbrella Academy. Mm. So I keep mixing up stuff that like happened in one versus the other. Umbrella Academy is also super good. Yeah. And they had, did you watch um, Drop Dead Diva or something like that? No, I, I never watched that one. But the girl from that is in it. She was only in, in one episode because she's going to be in another series that they're doing called... I don't remember. It's another thing. It's the spinoff one with, like, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Matt Bomer. Oh, Matt Bomer. Hmm. But he plays the one that's wrapped in bandages. So oh, okay. It's, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. 
and what else oh we started i did on disney plus i started watching runaways which is another marvel oh yeah it's the one where the kids find out their parents are villains Mm -hmm. i've only watched the first episode i haven't watched the rest Mm -hmm. um i think titans is like the first dc thing i've really gotten into Mm -hmm. usually a marvel yeah but actually like i actually really like titans yeah it's a little cheesy yeah and there's definitely some plot holes like if you go to watch season two all of a sudden they're just like titans let's go and i was like when did we agree on this name (laughs) when did we decide that this was the name and then like later on you find like the titans did already exist Mm, that's why but like and then there are some like plot holes like hawk or hank same person Mm -hmm. he like says something they're like oh we can use this tracker and then he's like he doesn't have it anymore has a big old scar to prove it and i was like you haven't seen him (laughs) the last time you saw him was before he cut out the tracker how do you know he has a big old i'm like i know maybe we're talking modern times and he was like yo Mm -hmm. like took a picture and sent it to his friends or something like maybe maybe but like okay Okay. That's fine. Plot holes. Oh, well. And I do love that, like, Dick and Starfire hook up. I like what they did with her character. It's very different than what it was like in the cartoons. I never like, watched the cartoon, like, the Teen Titans go She was, anything, like, so. a valley girl. Like, she's mm-hmm. very, like, teenage girl. Like, oh, my God, this mm-hmm. is amazing. I'm so happy. Yeah. Because I think she's supposed to counter, like, who Rachel's character was. Right. And, um because yeah it was like her and beast boy who are the like adhd children Mm -hmm. and i mean i guess robin kind of was too but like yeah no i like her it was weird to me that dick and her hooked up like i kind of loved it but also Mm -hmm. i was like you look like he looks like a baby and you actually look like a proper adult yeah like you're an adult and he's a child but like i realize he's also supposed to be around the same age as her yeah but he's just i think maybe it's because he's kind of short he just seems very no like, he's just very young looking like yeah. his face is very young looking yeah but i i enjoyed it they totally like she just starts wearing normal clothes in the second season and i loved that she was always in her purple outfits mm-hmm. but i think they just like there's only so much you can do with that fabric but i'm like you can still put her in purple outfits though like come on yeah. at least try like ugh all right i'll have to watch the second season yeah i'm like three or four episodes in so oh we finished the witcher that was the other thing oh yeah i haven't watched that one yet it's very confusing okay good if they didn't get a second season i would have been like well that was a waste of my fucking time because <laughs> a lot of it is like set up an explanation and like meeting the characters and kind of mm-hmm. getting involved in their stories and, and who they are in their lives and how they intertwine and stuff like that and i suspect season two will be a lot more of like things happening mm-hmm. so i was like if season two didn't happen i'd be like that was a waste of my fucking time. Like, I mean, season two isn't, isn't it like a year and a half or two yeah, years? Yeah, twenty twenty one, which makes sense because there's a lot of work that goes into mm-hmm. it. But like, so you'll just forget everything by then, anyways. Yeah, I'll probably have to rewatch it. Yeah, I'm fucking pissed because Netflix just announced that Mindhunter season three is like indefinitely on hold, and that was the best fucking show. I haven't finished it. Why is it on hold? Uh, the director is like working on other projects so he's just like like other projects for netflix and something else so he like doesn't have time to do it and i'm like fuck you make it <laughs> yeah i mean i get it though because like if you sign other contracts before that you have to like figure it out yeah but like the actors all had like a like hold contract kind of thing and so they like release them from it and now they're like don't know if they'll be able to get them back together because they're all like pretty like well-known actors so they're like in other shit so yeah oh like they weren't allowed to work i don't know if it was that they weren't allowed to work or that they just had to i guess maybe like that that show had to like take first priority priority kind of thing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. oh well yeah whatever oh jonathan groff i do love jonathan groff so so much so much 
much. Um, okay, I feel like we've made up enough time to like okay. deal with it. Anyway, do you want to restart your story now? Because yeah, you got sure. about five minutes into it, and then I was like, wait, I don't think your mic is working. Okay, so I am going to talk to you today about <coughs> three of the seven wonders of the ancient world, because covering all seven of them in one episode would be a lot because i did the research on three and it was already like four pages of notes so um there will be a part two not next week because andrea is doing history next week but probably the week after okay so we're gonna start with the hanging gardens of babylon which is i've learned was not hanging because i asked if it was like those hanging planters that you get on your patio it is not no so the where it's translated to mean hanging but the like whatever language it was in the word meant more like tiered and like rising so it's kind of like a tiered like the like the terraces of like farm terraced farms like in like up a hill anyways it kind of looks like it's like a man-made pyramid except it's like Gardens. It's like the agricultural farms built on hills, yes, right? Where yeah. they have to like flatten the yeah, land and, and then... like terrace it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it is described by ancient writers as being a remarkable feat of engineering with an ascending. <laughs> I'm so impressed that you have to repeat all this information. I know. Again. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. I'll try and. I'll I'm try sorry. And I don't know okay. why I'm in charge of tech stuff. Like, I'm so like un tech savvy. <laughs> the amount of episodes, like, I think. How many episodes have we counted? I think it's easier to count the amount of episodes that I haven't fucked up on. Yeah. I haven't had tech issues. Why am I in charge of this shit? I don't know. I would be even worse, though, so it's okay. I don't blame you. Um, Okay, so it's described as a remarkable feat of engineering with an ascending series of tiered gardens containing a wide variety of trees, shrubs, and vines and resembling a large green mountain covered... or mountain constructed of bricks. Um, So there are different theories as to where it is. So it's called the Hang Gardens of Babylon. So it may have been in the ancient city of Babylon, which is near present-day Hilla in Iraq. And so one legend says that it was built by Babylon's king Nebuchadnezzar II uh, for his wife Amethyst because she missed the green hills and valleys of her homeland. So he built it next to his palace that was known as the Marvel of Mankind. Marvel of Mankind. That's what my house is now referred to, please. Okay. The Marvel of Mankind. (laughs) Um, So another legend says the construction was attributed to the legendary queen Semiramis, who supposedly ruled Babylon in the 9th century BCE. And then there's a third legend that I'll get into a little bit later that it may have been made by like an Assyrian king, not Babylonian. So... Where's Assyria? Um, Is that like Syria? Yeah, it's like in the same area. It's all like the like Mesopotamia. Mm. Um, So it is the only one of the seven wonders whose location has not been definitively established. There are no Babylonian texts that still exist that mention the gardens, and no archaeological evidence has been found in Babylon. So there are three theories to suggest like why why this happened. So. Yeah. So one is that it was purely mythical, and the descriptions found in ancient Greek and Roman writings were more of a romantic ideal of an eastern garden than a thing that actually existed. Hmm. Second theory is that it existed in Babylon, but it was completely destroyed sometime around the first century CE. And Wait, they still find evidence of it, though. Um, one of them, one of the things I'll say talk about later is they think that maybe the uh, 
so the river that's next to Babylon is in a different place now than it used to be. So they think maybe some evidence may exist underneath where the um, river is now so they can't get to okay, it. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then the third is that the legend of the Hanging Gardens actually refers to a well-documented garden that the Assyrian king Sennacherib built in his capital city of Nineveh on the river Tigris near the modern city of Mosul. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> trying to get to my notes and I didn't realize TikTok was still open. I'm sorry. I'm you don't need your notes. Pay attention to my story. <laughs> I'm just making sure it's actually... I did, I did it on my computer and then I didn't actually check if I could see them on my iPad. So okay. I was like, oh, I should probably actually like... It's fine. Anyway, keep going. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was trying to be stealthy. I was trying to not interrupt you. I was listening at the same time. Okay, I promise. Good. Okay. Um, so there are five main writers whose descriptions of Babylon still exist today. Um, so one is Josephus, who was from 37 to 100 CE. Okay. Um, so he quotes a description of the gardens by Barosus, who was a Babylonian priest of Marduk, whose writings circa 290 BCE is the earliest known mention of the gardens. And that Barosus guy described the reign of Nebuchadnezzar II as the only, and is the actually the only source to credit the king with the construction of the hanging gardens. So the second guy who wrote about them is Diodorus Siculus, who was active. extra name. Yep. Who was active from 60 to 30 BCE. So he seems to have consulted the 4th century BCE texts of Cletarchus who was a historian of Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. as well as Stesius of Cnidus. God, these names. So wait, first of all, a lot of them sound like diseases. Yeah. Second of all, when you say that they quoted the works of it, does that mean we don't have those original works? No, we don't works? have the original works. Okay. Yeah. Diodorus credits the construction to a Syrian king. And so he says that the garden was in the shape of a square with each side approximately... 400 plethora, which was a Greek foot long. I don't know what the conversion to an actual foot now would be. And the garden was tiered and the uppermost gallery was 50 cubits high. And a cubit ranged from like 44 to 53 centimeters. So yeah, the walls were 22 feet thick and made of bricks and bases of the tiered sections were deep enough to provide root growth for the largest trees and the gardens were irrigated from the euphrates river andrea is looking up what a plethora is a greek unit of measurement the sh- the stayed it, the distance covered by the original greek foot races no what is a greek foot apparently the greek foot is also what i have where the second toe is larger than <laughs> the ancient greek unit of length okay here ancient greek foot okay the pous or greek foot was a greek unit of length it had variation had various subdivisions whose lengths varied by place and over time so that's great 100 podes made up one plethron 600 podes made up a stade a greek furlong and 5000 made up a million a greek mile okay well that's that doesn't really help useful. us explain anything no okay so apparently it depended okay wait yeah <laughs> The lengths may be compared to the imperial U.S. foot of short, median, and long podes can be thought as based on body measurements. So it was like, how long is your foot? Yep. Okay. So, yep. 
right. Well, because like there's like difference. There's like a Doric one, a Luwian one, Attic, <laughs> Minoan, Egyptian, Ioan order, Roman, Athenian, and Phoenician, and they're all different measurements. That's hilarious. But they're all about. It says they're all about like yeah, because the U.S. foot is three hundred mm. I don't know what mm. millimeters. Yeah, is that right? Three. Yeah. Okay, so they're all ish about an actual foot. So okay. around around the length of an actual foot. Okay, sure. Cool. Cool. That was a that was a useless piece of information. That helped yeah. no one. <laughs> okay. The third third writer was Quintus Curtius Rufus from the <laughs> <laughs> Great. Are we sure he's real? That sounds like what a modern day guy would come up with if he's like, I want to sound like an ancient Greek. Yes. What shall my name be? Yeah. So he's from the first century CE. Um, He probably had the same sources as Diodorus had. And he said that the gardens were located on top of a citadel, which was 20 stadia in circumference. And a stadia, I think, is another one that varied in measurement, but it was kind of based on the circumference of a typical sports arena in ancient Greek. Greece. So pretty big. But like, yeah, most Citadel roofs are probably about that big, like ancient ones. Mm -hmm. And so he also attributes the building of it to a Syrian king, but he said it was for his queen that missed her homeland. So that kind of ties into that Babylonian Mm. myth. Okay, then there was Strabo from 64 BCE to 21 CE. Um, So possibly he based his description on the lost account of Onesco, Critus from the 4th century BCE. Sounds like another disease. Yep. He says that the gardens were watered by a means of an Archimedes screw, which I looked up and just means a water screw, which is apparently a machine used for transferring water from low-lying bodies of water to an irrigation system from the Euphrates River. Isn't that just like a... There's another word for it. We have like... like. I'm sure we have them. I don't know what the other word for it is. There is a bunch of irrigation systems. Yeah. But like that sounds familiar. Yeah. I just don't know the name for it. If someone knows the name for it, let us know because I don't know. <laughs> and then the last writing is called A Handbook to the Seven Wonders of the World by Philo of Byzantium, who wrote between the fourth and fifth century CE. Mm-hmm. Um, so he also mentions the water screw and he praises the engineering and ingenuity of building vast areas of deep soil so far above the natural grade of the surrounding land, as well as their irrigation techniques. So apparently apparently well i mean back i guess in, back like, then yeah back then like you just pile out a bunch of dirt build a box around it and like make sure enough water gets to it but like you know i guess they don't really have sprinkler systems not really no um so yeah so it's unclear as to whether the gardens were real or a poetic creation because of the lack of documentation by babylonian sources watch it was just like some courtyard that he like gave his <laughs> wife and was like garden as you will my love and she was like this is the sweetest and like she told her friends who told her friends who told the and then it just like it like just became it this just big became thing this of huge like thing. this king bought his wife like a beautiful garden and this and that and like yeah sure it was a beautiful garden but like people just like were more and more and more extra about it <laughs> it was a game of ancient telephone mm-hmm. there's also no documentation that nebuchadnezzar named a woman named amethyst but apparently a marriage to a median which is where it says she was from or a persian for political reasons would not have been unusual so it could have happened mm-hmm. and nebuchadnezzar was also very like he documented a lot of stuff 
that he did, but he never documented the gardens. So that's why people think that, like, it's not really. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So That's her- what I'm saying. It was probably, like, a fucking, like, courtyard or something that he just, like, gave her. Yeah. And was like, here, you can use this if you miss the plants of your homeland and, like, plant what you want. Because he probably wouldn't have fucking written about that. No. He's like, like, I'm the best husband ever. Because he's probably, like, because it was probably, like, her, like, being sad and depressed. He's like, I'm over there. So fucking <laughs> have that garden. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, no archaeological evidence was found. Um, but it is possible that evidence exists below the Euphrates and can't mm-hmm. be excavated at this time. Because the river flowed east of its current position during the time of Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. So, there is a... Um, good theory by this lady historian whose name i didn't write down (laughs) we're really good at this yep um who said that the gardens were actually constructed by the assyrian king sennacherib in nineveh so she says that during the intervening centuries the sites of nineveh and babylon became confused and that the extensive gardens at sennacherib's palace became attributed to nebuchadnezzar instead Mm. um archaeological excavations at Nineveh have found traces of vast systems of aqueducts that are attributed to Sennacherib by an an inscription found on the remains. Um, The historian also says that the name Babylon means gate of the gods and was applied to several Mesopotamian cities and Sennacherib renamed the city gates of Nineveh after gods which suggested he wanted his city to be a Babylon so maybe they're just kind of mixing up which one it was. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah and then only that one writer the first guy Josephus named Nebuchadnezzar as a building as the builder. Um, and then Sennacherib did leave written descriptions of the gardens, and the garden was pictured on a sculptured wall of his palace. And so he, wait, he oh, call- only the one guy said it was the other guy, like the one that yeah. they can't find evidence for. All the other yeah. ones just talk about a garden in Babylon. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I could see how that. Yeah. Okay. And Sorry, then, I just wanted to like yeah, check if I was yeah, thinking that's, that's right. Yes, that yeah, that's right. And so yeah, so and that guy Sinecrib called his new palace and garden a wonder for all people. So yeah, it's like I would think it's more likely that it was actually at Nineveh than mm-hmm. it was at Babylon. Okay, cool. Some of my notes didn't transfer over. That's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> so do you that's, write it on your iPad or do you use your computer? No, I use my computer and then I email it to myself and I open it up. Why don't you just do it in Google Docs? That's a good idea. That's what I use because I have my app. So then it's just like, I don't have to email or do anything. That's a really good idea. Maybe I should start doing that. Okay. But that's okay. So these, so that's the end of the gardens of Babylon. So the second one I'll talk about today is the mausoleum of Halicarnassus. That one's real, right? Yes. That one was definitely real. Does it still exist? No. Oh, the only one that still exists is the great pyramid. Oh, right. You did say that. Yes. Correct. Although that was on the other recording, I think. So I don't think I mentioned that in this one. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So of the seven wonders of the world, the only one that still exists is the great pyramid of Giza. Which you can still visit, but it is slowly going away because of... And also Egypt is dangerous. Currently, yes. Currently, yes. So maybe wait a little bit. Yeah. It used to be, I mean, it was always kind of dangerous. Yeah, but, but then like, they had that whole Arab Spring thing, and now it's kind of like, yeah. It's not great. It's not great. It's a little risky. I think there's still, like, a travel advisory to, like, not go there. I mean, there's a lot of places that don't have a travel advisory that aren't great either. That's true. I'm not going to Greece anytime soon. I'm going to give them a couple more years to heal. I'm like... 
kind of considering Greece for our honeymoon because like I don't think everywhere in Greece is super bad. No, but I would want to travel around if I was going. Yeah. Okay. So tomb of Halicarnassus. So yeah. So um, it's also so also known as the tomb of Mausolus. Um, so the okay. tomb was said to have been built between 350 and 353 BCE. In yeah, very old. Yes. In Halicarnassus. Wait, is ancient world like before Christ? Like everything. Yeah. BCE means before the common area. So it's like the, it's the more proper way now of saying BC. Like now we say BCE and CE instead of BC and AD, but it's the same thing. Wait, what, what is, what is AD? What's Anno Domini, which means after the birth yeah. of Christ. But like, what is the... And now it's BCE, which is before common era and CE common era. I did not know that. I definitely always just refer to it as BC and AD. Yeah. Also, I thought AD always meant after death. No, that's like a common misinterpretation, but it actually means anno domini. It, like, it meant like after he died, like quote unquote died. Yeah. Like after the... No, but it's for the Latin anno domini, which means after birth. Uh, I mean, I guess it basically means the same thing. But like, Well, because that always confused me because people would say that to me. They're like, oh, it means after death. And I'm like, so we just didn't count the like 30 years he was alive? <laughs> that's not before him. It's not after <laughs> him. It's just his life. Yeah. Like, it's okay. <laughs> sure. So that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. I assumed like after death, they just meant like everything after him. And it was just yeah. like the way of saying it because like it was after he died that like everyone was just like, oh my God, because he like came back and all that jazz, which like, what if we should do that as a history? Because there, apparently there's like a whole bunch of evidence that a human actually existed. Like, oh. Someone actually physically existed. There's a bunch of like physical evidence to prove that. Like, he- I don't doubt that a physical person actually existed. Like, I don't think that somebody yeah. would just make up the Bible. I think that they just added the like. There's God like a. Stuff. I need to finish it. I was watching it. It was a series. I can't remember where it was on, but it was like yeah, him going and like like. There's a bunch of these historians that are like they're not religious in any way, shape, or form, but they're like we can physically prove that like Jesus was a real person and he existed. And like mm-hmm. here's the evidence to prove like he was real. Mm-hmm. Whether he was the Messiah is like up to people's own interpretations, but like people can't say like he didn't exist. Maybe because, he was like, just a really charismatic cult leader, like. I mean, technically, in theory, he was. Yeah. But BTW, no one come for us. We're both saying this as, like, a Christian and a Catholic, and, like... Yeah. Just... We're just talking. Neither of us go to church regularly. But, like, <laughs> we were taught these things, and, like, we know these things, and, like, I'm not meaning to be rude, or, like... No. I don't know. I feel like part of me still kind of, like, believes it all and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I think I want to, because it means the there's, like, one, a little bit more purpose to this world, which just, like, makes me a little bit more hopeful and to just it gives you hope mm-hmm. that like there are ways to be a better person i have like this really weird thing with it because like i was raised with it so much like went to you know all the like catechism and shit and always went to church on sundays yeah, and a little like, bit more hardcore yeah and like i don't do that anymore <clears throat> and like don't really agree with a lot of the political stances of the catholic church mm-hmm. and Accurate. um so i <laughs> But I have this weird thing because, like, I love, I really want to, like, get, not, like, necessarily become a Wiccan, but, like, do some, like, research into it. Oh, no, I would love to learn it. It just seems, like, fun. But then I'm just like, what if it's all real and I just, I go to hell because it's witchcraft? (laughs) I'm, like, scared. (laughs) But, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, maybe this will be another story of, like, how all religion is basically just the same religion. Yeah. So, like, part of me is, like, maybe it's just all the same thing yeah i mean so as long like, as like you're a good person like that's that's what i tell myself but then there's that small oh that small yeah catholic girl inside me that's like witchcraft don't do it 
I wasn't allowed to read Harry. I mean, I wasn't raised in it, but like my dad is atheist. Mm-hmm. But like, I wasn't allowed to like read Harry Potter at first, and I wasn't like, like I remember the big fight. Do you remember when we went to go see the movie The Covenant? And the big I don't fight. think I saw it with you, but I remember you telling me that, yes, you had a huge fight with your mom about it. Because she didn't want us to go see it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a still, great movie. Still not as bad as Haley's mom. But still. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I disagree with a lot of things that the church says, because, like, I'm Alliance Christian, mm-hmm. which is similar to, like, Foursquare. Okay. Which is basically, like, everyone's welcome, and, like, they won't judge you, even though, like, they're literally some of the judgiest people ever, but it's fine. It's fine, <laughs> Um, well, actually, that's a lie. If I, I've gone to, like, multi-generational ones, and they're, like, super open and welcoming, but it might, like, young adults group, like, they're super open and welcoming to people, but, like, they also weren't quiet little being like, I don't think you should do this with your life kind of people. And please pray the gay away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't really talk about it too much, but, like, yeah, kind of. Because, like, one of the pastors his sister was gay and he's just like i just hope that she'll come back to the church oh good god and like at first i was like is he just mean like in general because like there mm-hmm. are some people who are just like i just wish he would come back to the community because like having that community is great mm-hmm. but then yeah no he was the type of person that was like he wants her to like not be gay and come back to the church yeah that's not how that works pastor. oh one of the shows i started watching is called Greenleaf. Did I tell you about this? No. It's like about a ba- uh, like a black southern church okay. and like the family that runs it and it's like a like one of those big churches. Mm-hmm. And how much money this family has and stuff like that and like the corruption in it and stuff like that. Hmm, interesting. Oprah. She's in it but she also produces it. Oh, okay. It's okay. Oprah. Okay. I thought you meant like Oprah owned the church or something. No, well, I mean okay. she's in the family, but like okay. she's the she's the outcast because she owns a bar that plays the devil's music (laughs) oh lord i know oh christians again we please don't see us we're saying this as people who fall under that (laughs) we fall under the bracket we fall yeah that's why i'm allowed to say that (laughs) are you guys gonna get married in a church no okay just in the in the venue that's uh that's uh coming from david or you no that's coming from me i don't want to get married in a church i would if, but, like, I would if it was, like, one of the old ones. See, see, that's the thing. Like, I like the aesthetics of churches, but, like, to get married in a church, you have to do, like, all this extra work. Because if it's not, like, a church that you're a member of, yeah. you have to do a bunch of extra work. And if we wanted to get married in the Catholic church... Oh, there's even more. You guys have to say you're not living together, don't you? Eh, I don't know if we technically have to say that. It probably depends on where you go. But, like, even... Amanda said they had to. They oh, had to, okay, like, say so they were living do. together. Yeah, because, like, 30 years ago when my parents got married, because, like, my mom is Catholic, but my dad was, like, um, Anglican or something, or United, something, and one of those Protestant religions. Um, everything other than Catholic. Everything other than Catholic, <laughs> yes. Um, and they had to do this, like pre-marriage counseling which like isn't a bad idea no i definitely still kind of want to do that but like they had to do that he had to like he almost like punched this priest out i remember you telling me about this when we were teenagers (laughs) he had to like agree that like i don't know apparently the priest was just very like looked down on him because he wasn't catholic and he had to like promise that whatever children they had they would raise catholic and like baptize in the catholic church and like all this shit so like i can only imagine how bad it is like now yeah i don't know if i I wouldn't i mean i'm not catholic but like yeah one of the churches downtown that's really nice i'm pretty sure the holy rosary cathedral 
no it's an it's an alliance church oh okay i'm pretty sure one of the old ones but yeah one of them is catholic Mm -hmm. and then because my parents got married in a church and my dad had to go through but i don't think like i think they went through like a regular like just a christian church Mm -hmm. and yeah they went through the counseling my dad's like it's the only thing he agrees with when it comes to like marriage and the church and stuff like that he's like i think he's like i think everyone should go through that before Mm -hmm. they get married yeah is the like marriage counseling which like most places don't offer except for churches so like whatever yeah and like I know most churches you can like just go do that like even if you're not getting married at the church like you can mm-hmm. just be like hey like we're getting married do you guys offer marriage counseling and like they will do it obviously you pay but, like, yeah. yeah that's the only thing like a lot of alliance churches because they put their emphasis is so much on like welcoming people and like doing things for the community and like because they're like non like non-denominational or mm-hmm. something like that because they're based on like foursquare which is like Foursquare is like they took the four main like Protestant church like religions. It was mm-hmm. like there should be a place that like all these people can do. Okay. Alliance is similar to that. So like all their stuff is so focused on like charity and community and that kind of stuff that like their churches are really boring looking. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like I hate the Catholic religions politics, but damn, they got pretty churches. I know. <laughs> Same with like the FLDS. The churches are fucking beautiful, but like no. Uh, <laughs> but um. No. So, like, yeah, all the Alliance churches, they're just, like, they look like community centers. Like, they're just, like, these big plain walls, plain pews, mm-hmm. carpet floor, stage, like, big old cross. Like, yeah. they all look like that. And, like, I want a pretty place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's why I'm look, trying to look at, like, nice venues. Because, like, then it's, like, you doesn't do it really matter. Room. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it was, like, it was at Christmas. So, like, we had just gotten engaged a couple weeks ago. And so, like, we are kind of talking to my like extended family about it for the first time and my uncle said something about like oh like what church are you getting married at and I was like we're not getting married at a church and like the look on his face was like and I'm like I didn't even think you were that religious like <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing like you don't have to get married you can still have like a religious yeah like you it depends I mean you can't I couldn't have like a priest What's... marry me efficient thank you yeah like you, it wouldn't like a priest will only marry you in a church but like i'm sure there are tons of like yeah like ministers and like whatever that'll do it so yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i laugh i'm like what if i got Haley to marry me (laughs) only if you do it in the city that she lives in oh right i forgot about the yes (laughs) so you have to get married in new west (laughs) i mean there's a lot of really nice there's some nice places in new west for sure i mean i'm not engaged yet so like this is irrelevant Mm -hmm. but like yeah my mom was making fun of me and i was like i'd rather start plotting now and saving now and then get get engaged in like a couple years and then have like some stuff planned Mm -hmm. and some like money saved takes a lot less less stress off me because i knew a couple they got together like right out well she was right out of high school because he was a couple years older than her and they realized they wanted to get married like a year or two into the relationship but they were both like in Mm post-secondary so they're like okay like we know this is gonna happen and so they created like a joint savings account Mm -hmm. and just kept putting money in it while they were going to school and like he still proposed to her and like did the full shebang Mm -hmm. but like by the time they got married five years later they had like everything paid for yeah and i was like that is smart Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not that young so i'm not waiting five (laughs) fucking years to get married but like but yes if you're that young that's a great way to go about doing it. yeah especially and like if it didn't work out they would have just like split the money half and half and like gone their separate ways but they just didn't like have to worry about it when they decided to actually get married Mm -hmm. and he still proposed really cutely and stuff like that that's nice yeah i know nathan doesn't like talking about getting married oh he's like it takes the fun out of like the proposal and i was like why means you're not stressed because you know i'm just gonna say yes he's like yeah but like you know i'm gonna propose to you i'm like i still don't know when or how or why i mean i know why but 
why do you want to marry me why do you want to do you want to marry me is that a thing really you want to spend your whole life with me that's impressive Alrighty, sir Uh, sorry i don't know why i don't know why do you love me nathan if you're listening to this come into the room and tell me you love me we'll see how behind you are we'll see how long it takes you to get to this place text me when you look Text me when that happens. I'll text you when we'll it happens. See. We'll see if he catches up. He hasn't been listening for a couple weeks, so okay. he's quite a few behind. All right. Because I think he was behind before we left for Christmas. So. Oh, good. So he's extra behind. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Random <laughs> tangent aside, friends. Okay. All right. Where was I? Um, I don't know. You're on the second one. A tomb of Halicarnassus. Okay. So, yes. So, right. Because we were talking about BCE and stuff. Okay. Oh, so, right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Built Sorry. Between- we got distracted. <laughs> what the fuck? We got distracted. <laughs> okay. So, built between 350 to 353 BCE in Halicarnassus, which is near the modern city of Bodrum, Turkey, um, okay. for Mausolus, who was a satrap in the Persian Empire, which was like a governor of like oh, okay. an area. Like, what is a sad trap? Mm-hmm. He's just a sad little man in a trap. Yes. Like I don't. Yes. I don't know. So he's really pretty. I mean, it's in, it's kind of in disarray currently. Yes. But like, there's a lot. But of there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful architecture yeah, out there for sure. Um. So yeah. So it was built for him and his sister wife. Yeah. He, Wait, married, like he, sis- married, he married his sister. Oh, I thought you meant like the TV show sister No, wives. he married his sister. Oh. His, his literal sister wife. Is this before they knew about like incest? And- I don't really know. Okay. Okay. So her name was Artemisia. So his sister wife, Artemisia II of Caria. Um, so the structure was designed by the Greek architects Satyros and Pythias of Priene. Mm-hmm. Um, the elevated tomb structure is derived from the neighboring um, area of Lycia, which was a territory that Mausolus had invaded and annexed years before. Before. What does it mean when you annex something? So he like invaded it and took it over, basically. Oh, okay. like, yeah. So the mausoleum was approximately 45 meters tall. The four sides were adorned in sculptural release- reliefs, and each side was done by one of four different Greek sculptors who were like famous in the time. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So the finished mausoleum was considered such an aesthetic triumph that Antipater of Sidon named it as one of the seven wonders. Yeah, who picks these wonders? I don't know, apparently this guy Antipater picked a bunch of them. I don't okay. really know. Yeah. <laughs> However, it was destroyed by successive earthquakes between the 12th and 15th century. Mm. But it was the last surviving of the six destroyed wonders. So it lasted the next longest next to the pyramid. Was not seismically sound. No, it was not seismically sound. So the word mausoleum is derived from this guy's name and has now... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, His name cool. was Mausolus. And then, yeah, mausoleum comes from that. I didn't, and, that's really cool. Yes. So it is now just means a generic term for an above ground tomb. Uh, so it's likely that Mausolus started to plan the tomb before his death in 353. Mm-hmm. Um, but after his death, Artemisia spared no expense on the tomb. She sent to Greece for the most talented artists of the time, which included the guy who supervised the rebuilding of the Temple of Artemis, which is another one of the Seven Wonders. Mm. Uh, So it was sitting on a hill overlooking the city. The entire thing sat enclosed in a courtyard. At the center of the courtyard was a stone platform on which the tomb sat. A stairway flanked by stone lions led to the top of the platform, which had along its outer walls many statues of the gods and goddesses. And at each corner, stone warriors mounted on horseback guarded the tomb. That's impressive. 
that's just the first part oh shit okay <laughs> so i feel it like also, he was like i just want something simple and like no, just don't spend too much money something fancy still but i think she then went like way out <laughs> I, yeah i feel like it's like that rich couple that the wife like wants to spend everything and the husband's like no 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 like we'll just do like nice and then he died and she's like spend all the money make it as nice. we're rich it's fine yeah taxpayer money put to good use oh yeah so it had bass reliefs of the of action scenes including the battle of the centaurs with the lapiths and the greeks and the amazons um so on top are of those real things or are those myths those are myths okay <laughs> just checking centaurs as far as we can tell were not real <laughs> That's fair. Um, so on top of this section were 36 columns, and between each pair of columns was a statue. Behind the columns was a solid block that carried the weight of the tomb's massive roof. The roof was the last third of the height. It was pyramidal, and perched on top was a quadriga, which was a big chariot. So there were four massive horses pulling a chariot in which rode images of Mausolus and Artemisia. Just sitting on top on of it. On top too. of it, yes. Like it's a statue at the yes. very top. Like when you're on looking at it from the outside, it's just... Yeah. All right. That's a... Uh, it's that's extra good. AF. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> very. All right, sir. Yep. You do you. So that was... That's that one. Okay. So the third one I'll talk about today is the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus. Um, so it was a Greek temple dedicated to an ancient local form of the goddess Artemis, located in Ephesus, which is near the modern town of Selchuk in Turkey. Okay. Um, it was actually completely rebuilt twice, once <laughs> after a devastating flood, and oh. then 300 years later after an act of arson. Rude. It's, yeah. Its third form was when it was named one of the Seven Wonders. So by 401 CE, it had been ruined or destroyed completely, and only the foundations and fragments of the last temple remained. Uh, the earliest, the first version of the temple dates to the Bronze Age. Mm. Callimachus, in his Hymn to Artemis, attributed it as being built by the Amazons, which again were like a fictional race of people. So it was just whoever lived there that built it. Mm -hmm. um, in the 7th century BCE, it was destroyed by a flood. Its reconstruction began around 550 BCE and was, like, more grandiose this time around. Um, construction began under Chersiphron, who was the who was a Cretan architect, and his son Metagenes. <laughs> These still this all sound one, like diseases. Yeah. Um, the project was funded by Croesus of Lydia and took over 10 years to complete. And then the second version of the temple was destroyed in 356 BCE by Herostratus in an act of arson. <coughs> the Ephesians sentenced him to death and forbade anyone from mentioning his name ever again. So Damn. the third and final greatest form of the temple was funded by the Ephesians themselves and is described by that guy Antipater of Sidon in his list of seven wonders of the world. So he said, when I saw the house of Artemis that mounted to the clouds, those other marvels lost their brilliancy and i said lo apart from olympus the sun never looked on aught so grand so so he really good. liked it yeah he really liked it it's good <laughs> really really like that place i guess mm -hmm. so in 286 ce the temple was destroyed or damaged by a raid by the goths although it appears to have been either rebuilt the or repaired. yeah they As were in... like a anglo or not anglo germanic tribe oh mm-hmm 
I know them as a family in Sims. No. <laughs> not not Or <Mortimer>. a <laughs> style of fashion. Yeah, no. Different goths. Okay. <laughs> um, so it appears to have been rebuilt or repaired as the temple is noted being used during the rise of Christianity. Um, and interesting, Ephesian Artemis was a distinctive form of the goddess Artemis. So in Greek cult and myth, Artemis is the twin sister of Apollo, mm-hmm. a virgin huntress and goddess of the moon. And at Ephesus, a goddess whom the Greeks associated with Artemis was venerated in an archaic pre-Hellenic cult image that was carved out of wood and kept decorated with jewelry. And that goddess features were more similar to Near Eastern Near Eastern and Egyptian deities than they were to like Greek deities. What do you mean? I don't understand. Okay. So in Greek religion they kind of had like different versions of the same gods. It was kind of weird. So like Athena had like different versions based on like because she had different like things that she was goddess of. So there's like Palace Athena, which is like the maiden virgin Athena, and there's like Athena Nike, which is like the warrior goddess of victory. Mm. So like this one, so like they had like their regular Artemis, and then it sounds like there was a goddess who was already being worshipped in this place, and like she had different attributes than the Greek Artemis, but mm. I guess maybe was similar enough that they kind of like merged them, but she was like distinctive from like the way that the Greeks worshipped. There are Artemis. Does that make more sense? Because these aren't Greeks that you're talking about that built this. No, these aren't Greeks. So they, it's like their version of Artemis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the first three of seven. Stay tuned for part two. Okay. Well, that's a lot happier than like anything else we've done. That's pretty cool. Mine's not. Okay. Good. My story is about vaccines. Oh. (laughs) Okay. And the reason that it is currently about vaccines is because just recently, like in the last week, um, there was a case um, in the Salmon Arm, which is an area of BC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like well, eight to ten hours away from here. Yeah. So just like a court ruling there, um, there was separated parents with their children and the mom did not want to get the kids vaccinated. She wanted... Basically, the reason she said she didn't want... Like, it wasn't that she was, like, a full-on anti-vaxxer. She was just, like, I don't want to get them vaccinated until we get them... Like, you can get, like, tested for, like, allergies and stuff like that to make sure they... Like, to make sure they don't react to the vaccines. That's not completely unreasonable. No, but, like, she kept putting it off and the dad wouldn't... Like, the dad... I think the dad was the one who's ruled in to be in charge of their medical and dental care Mm -hmm. and so he wouldn't do it because he found it unnecessary but then she had signed paperwork for like the provincial vaccination whatever that said she doesn't want them and they won't vaccinate the kids without her approval okay so it's basically like she wouldn't pay for it but he thought they were unnecessary so obviously he's not going to pay for it right and so he took it to court and was basically like i want to vaccinate my children it would have been fucking cheaper to just pay for the allergy test than to do a fucking court case i don't know like because you have to pay for a lawyer that's expensive the lawyer probably did pro bono because they're just trying to fight against you know stupid shit Mm. and also testing can be really fucking expensive okay um also it might be like a civil case i don't know if you need Mm, need a lawyer okay because it's like family law yeah um anyway so the judge ruled in the dad's favor Mm -hmm. and good was like no they need to get vaccinated and he did he did include that like the mom can get her allergy testing if she wants but it's not allowed to like delay Mm -hmm. like she has to pay for it she can't require the dad to do it and if 
like the dad's gonna go take them to get vaccinated like if she hasn't done the testing by the time he takes them to get vaccinated like she's like shit out of luck basically mm-hmm. is what the judge ruled so i was like all right like let's go into this because um in the last year california has also just passed a law about vaccinations so there's been a couple other places that have to or have tried so we're just gonna like go into vaccinations so for people who don't know which i'm going to be shocked if you don't know um vaccinations are shot usually shots some of them are given orally um yeah i think you can get the flu shot as like a nasal spray now i mean you can but it's only you can only get up to like six or seven years old okay um and they don't recommend it (coughs) so they're shots or oral vaccine or oral medicine Mm -hmm. given that teach your body to basically fight against viruses Mm -hmm. they are not to lie viruses no (laughs) they're either incapacitated or dead and they're not actually everyone says like oh you inject viruses they don't they inject things called antigens Mm -hmm. which are basically germs Mm -hmm. is my best kind of comparison that like normal words will explain and then your body knows how to fight into contact with it or is it 100 percent working no like you could probably still get measles if you had the measles vaccine does it significantly lower your chances of getting measles yeah if everyone got vaccinated, would it even more significantly decrease your chance of getting measles and maybe eradicate it? Yes. I mean, it was eradicated, but like that's... Measles? Yep. Was measles eradicated? Yep. I thought that was smallpox. So there's a difference. So eradicated means the disease literally doesn't exist anymore. Okay. So smallpox does not exist. Okay. That's why we don't get vaccinated anymore. Mm-hmm. It's called... Did I write it down? Okay. I can't remember what the word is, but it just means like you can't catch it because there's so much herd immunity Mm -hmm. that like it can't like get past that like defense Mm -hmm. but like measles still exists Mm -hmm. chickenpox still exists mumps still exists Mm -hmm. um but in 2000 literally not a single case of measles were reported like no one had measles in vaccinated countries or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah like there were no there was no measles anyway so we're just gonna get into it my notes are kind of all over the place but i'm gonna try i tried to organize them sort of my first one is just kind of anti-vaxxers so it's just kind of like about the movement and like what they believe and trying to like dispel these ideas i'm burping i'm sorry the anti-vax movement has definitely grown unfortunately yes. unfortunately and i'm not saying being wary of vaccines is bad because being wary of medicine is always good mm-hmm. like as someone who works in medicine to ask questions and to question like even if a doctor's telling you like i know lots of people who just like take what the doctor says and run with it and like chances are your doctor knows what the fuck they're talking about but doctors can't know everything and bodies are not the exact same like everybody yeah. everyone's body is not the same as everyone else's like doctors are still human they're still like fallible like yes they yes. should have a lot of knowledge but and you know. i'm going to repeat this a lot science is not 100 percent. no scientist will ever tell you something is 100 percent because that is impossible mm-hmm like, I am sorry, you can literally, like, we are not scientists, but, like, you will talk to any scientist, any person who works in any sort of science region, department, whatever you want to call it, they will never tell you something is 100% fact. No. They will say, these are the facts as we know it currently, but, like, things are always constantly changing. The only thing that can be 100% proven is math. Anything in science is probably statistically significant mm-hmm. but they can't 100 percent. so yeah. they will never which is why a lot of the times scientists and doctors lose in these arguments because these people who are trying to promote the anti-vax movement are like 100 100 this is what it is 100 like and like 
as humans, obviously you want to do what's 100% best for your child. Mm -hmm. So when people are, if you're looking at someone who's like, well, I can't guarantee. And then you're looking at another group being like, well, I can guarantee. Like, who are you probably going to go with? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the tactics that a lot of these groups are using. I'm not saying don't question and don't ask your doctor about vaccines and like, so just talk to your doctor and be informed basically is my biggest thing but like the reason this is gaining such traction is because people are looking for things and are questioning but they're reading the wrong things there are obviously vaccination exemptions that you can get the first one being medical which Mm -hmm. no one questions if you are have a medical exemption it means you physically can't get a vaccine what like if your child has cancer and they're going through chemotherapy they can't get vaccines Mm -hmm. if your child has immunodeficient like any sort of disorder that causes any sort of immunodeficiency they cannot get vaccines Mm -hmm. or most vaccines sometimes Mm -hmm. they can but like no one questions that that's fine and you need to prove that but there is also and the other one most people don't question is the religious Mm -hmm. exemptions no one questions which personally i disagree with but whatever it's fine like they you can't like the law cannot impede on religion which is fine other option that is existing and that they're trying to limit is personal choice exemptions and in some places that does fall under religion so they're not they're not trying to get the law completely out they're just trying to make it like they're trying to like find ways around it so that it is actually just like because if it was just the religious people that's a very minute Mm -hmm. group it's the people who are um, abusing it that are getting it there's lots of reasons so in california in certain places there were up to 10 Sorry, more than 10% exemptions of like people who are supposed to be vaccinated. More than 10% of them had exemptions to like not get vaccines, which is like that's a ridiculous number considering we need to be at least 85% vaccinated to get herd immunity. Anything that drops below that, like it's broken. Herd immunity is gone. Mm -hmm. And I will talk about that more. But so in Toronto, um, they tried to make stricter laws about getting these exemptions as the percentage of people who are getting these exemptions had doubled to two percent which again i realize sounds like a really small number but when you think about it it's not mm-hmm. it's a lot of people especially in like a highly populated mm-hmm. place like california or toronto <clears throat> yeah so like toronto is probably about the same size as vancouver where it's got a couple million people it's bigger than vancouver yeah mm-hmm. so it's got a couple million people two mm-hmm. percent of a couple million is a lot yeah um so just like please be aware of that so they tried to pass these laws and there were huge rallies about this and saying like that they're not allowed to control people's choice to choose mm-hmm. which is another thing that they'll talk about a lot they'll be like you can't impede our choice to choose but then they turn around and say that the reason that they want this is because kids can't choose okay like they're like you're taking away my child's choice like they're not old enough to consent to getting these vaccines yeah your kid also can't consent to an operation that's why you're their legal guardian to yeah. make choices for them so there's that so a lot of people are fearful of vaccines which again I, I understand you're sticking needles in your child and like putting things in it like no one like if we had if we had the choice we obviously would not do this to our children mm-hmm. like every time i hear like kids crying if they come in for vac- vaccinations and i just like we'll put them in the room and they'll be totally fine and then just all of a sudden we'll be like chatting and all of a sudden we just hear screaming coming from the room like obviously that hurts our hearts mm-hmm. if we could choose not to do that like obviously who who wouldn't yeah like to be able to but like kid crying for five minutes not dying of a disease what's Worth it gonna it. be <laughs> so one of the things that lots of anti-vaxxers will point out to you is to read the pamphlet and so one I can't remember what the claim was. I read this article forever ago. 
and it was like saying that oh they're like oh see this pamphlet for the mmr vaccine it says it causes autism like it says it in the pamphlet it says it causes autism and it says it causes like learning disabilities and all this and that and i was like and they had like a screenshot of the pamphlet and it's like written there i was like hmm but it's like just the part of the pamphlet that says like it's just zoomed in Mm -hmm. and i'm like well there's obviously a bunch of other stuff like what does that say like about a bunch of other side effects Mm -hmm. so we have this it wasn't the exact same one because this is an american taking a picture and like obviously Mm -hmm. their vaccines are going to be different yeah but i was like what does our pamphlet say so i read it it does say that but it prefaces these side effects because it's like here are these side effects which are like ones that are like uh, able to like be found in like a controlled scenario Mm -hmm. and then they have here are the personally reported side effects so what people aren't telling Mm. you is yes like legally they have to if they get enough reports from consumers Mm -hmm. of these side effects happening they have to list them okay so it's not backed by any science it's not backed by any testing it's not backed by any like control group versus not like it's not backed by any sort of scientifically so this is just parents who have kids with autism and they're like it was the vaccine yeah who were okay yeah and that's why they and there is other it. things like there's other things that are reported like other stuff that parent like within this paragraph okay um but like legally with all medicine if you get enough consumer reports of something you have to list it as like this is something we've gotten a lot of people com- like saying that as a side effect of our medicine we just want to tell you so that you're informed mm-hmm. but it's not like it's in a literally different list than the regular side effects and it like it says consumer like reported so like be careful what these people like they're definitely twisting the words they're like oh read the pamphlet it says it and like if you Mm -hmm. actually understand what the pamphlet is saying it's incorrect Mm -hmm. i think it was cbc marketplace Mm -hmm. which have you ever watched before it's great i love that yeah so they went undercover at a anti-vaxxer rally oh that's fun oh it was so good (laughs) so i watched clips of that so they obviously had like their hidden camera hidden Mm -hmm. microphone a lot of the people, when they were like, well, how do you get your message to people? Like, how do we spread this message? Because they were still dressed up as reporters. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone was just open to telling them how to, like, bypass mainstream media to get your message across. Like, they just were very eager to share how you get these, like, shady messages across. They're like, don't use the word vaccine. So, in your group on Facebook, don't have the word vaccine or vaccinations in your title. Mm-hmm. Don't actively talk about, like, vaccines, quote-unquote. Use, like, homeopathic and like a lot of these groups are like where is it so because like facebook is banning anti-vax messages like Mm -hmm. a lot of these forums are backing these like things because they don't have any scientific backing may i point this out Mm -hmm. so a lot of them are getting around this by having groups and like pages and stuff so they're called like health freedom freedom of medical choice these groups that sound like are you know about more than just vaccines you know Mm -hmm. yeah because like if you hear like a group called freedom of medical choice like that could be about so many that sounds like a more like a pro-choice thing than like a yeah yeah, anti-vax thing so and but then like when people would post questions because it's like supposed to be like an educational group about like medicine stuff when people be like vaccinations like they would dm the person and like give them their anti-vax like ideas and stuff um one of the like higher ups in this conference um when they were interviewing him was said that you have to like when they're like oh like what do you do about people who like are against your movement and his response was oh you just need to keep their heads spinning oh okay so as in like just be constantly bombarding them with like misinformation and this and that and you know like they don't know who to fight where to fight where to look and then like you will get past them to like the general public basically wow that's so shady 
yeah exactly so like like it honestly like the people who are just like the lowly everyday person who believes in this like they just genuinely believe in this they're not trying to be shady like they they're coming they're from a place of misinformed like, yeah they're just misinformed and trying to come from a place of like they're they feel like they're doing what's best for their child mm-hmm. um another point that i read was that the way this world is right now has promoted like way back in the day there was this sense of community mm-hmm. so like the idea of like okay well what are you gonna do to take care of everyone everyone's kids take care of your community take care of your town and like this idea of like individuality that's come with our society like the amount of parents are like well what about other people's kids their response is well i don't care about other people's kids i care about my kid as like a reason as to why they're not getting back yeah but your fucking kid's gonna get sick too (laughs) so yeah so they suggested to name a group certain things to hide the group so that you can actually find them on public facebook um so that like because if general public can't find the group then they can't report it Mm-hmm. you know and yeah basically they just really everything to push the agenda of their information we will talk about um where this lovely movement started it started in england the man named andrew wakefield formerly dr andrew wakefield ah uh, this guy yeah yep. so i want to make this very very clear he is not a doctor to everyone who says he's a doctor that he knows what he's talking about he is not a doctor the report that started this movement was so incorrect and unethical that the medical board revoked his license Mm -hmm. that was how messed up this report was and like i people can say things like you know like it's big pharma just try to prove a point like the colleges don't work with no pharma like the doctors might sure the doctors themselves might but the medical board and the colleges do not work with pharma like they are separate i need to like make this i don't care what anyone says that like, you can try and push your thing of like oh they're like actually connected and stuff they're not um and to get your medical license like we've talked about it in a couple things with medicine and stuff like that like to get your license revoked like you have to have either done something really fucking bad or made a lot of fucking mistakes mm-hmm. like they do not remove licenses very easily mm-hmm. like it is hard to get a doctor's license revoked if you don't believe me listen to dr death it's a podcast on spotify also and it will explain to you how fucking hard it is to actually get someone's license taken away, even after they kill people, okay? So, like, if the fact that he got his license taken away is a big effing deal. He is not a doctor. I don't care what anyone fucking says. So he published a report stating the link between the MMR shot, which is the measles, bumps, rubella vaccine, and autism. This was proven to be incorrect. The study only had 12 subjects. It had no, let's see, when you're not control they had no control group it was not peer-reviewed like nothing there was it was unethical there was obviously bribery involved like they could prove money was involved to like make him say certain things like they had tons of evidence to prove that this paper was completely incorrect there have been hundreds of studies to that prove the exact opposite and like if it was only a couple extra studies like i could see why people were like well maybe Mm mm-hmm but like literally every study since has proven the exact fucking opposite and if anything some of the studies have found like other side effects and like they have found other things that these vaccines do cause and like have changed things and like the vaccines have changed with these studies and stuff because this this study was published like i think like a while ago like 90s i think yeah i was gonna say i think it was like at least 20 years ago yeah it was around when we were getting vaccinated i'm pretty sure like we have had at least 20 years of research and there have been hundreds of studies and they have found things and they have changed things and like these studies are great so the fact that it started a conversation is sure i, I will give him that he started the conversation of like more studies as to what side effects 
vaccines cause. And they put a fire on a lot of scientists but to prove him wrong. And so many fucking scientists have proved them wrong, but no one will listen to them. One of the articles that I was reading is it's human nature that if you believe something, even if it's slightly, if someone hard, like hard stop tells you you're wrong, like it is human nature to like dig your heels in and like be like, no, I'm right. Mm -hmm. So like that's part of the issue with this movement is like the entire world is just like yelling at them being like, you're fucking wrong. Like you're a fucking idiot. And like we do all entirely feel this way. And like, but like, that's not how we should be going about it with anti-vaxxers. Like that's just like, even they're saying most of the people in this movement are just like parents trying to do the right thing for the parent for the kids. Mm -hmm. But then when you just like hard stop, come up against them with this, like, they're just gonna dig in harder mm-hmm. like you need to come to them like and like that's why doctors will never talk to a person like that they will never force a person to give their kid vaccines like if you ever hear a doctor talking to patients like people will walk out with like not having getting their kid vaccinated and like the doctor can't do anything but like that's why most doctors will just sit down they'll talk really like calmly they won't just be like well this is the fact and you are wrong like they'll mm-hmm. just be like this is what we suggest like they just really try to like still make it feel like it's the person's choice mm-hmm. and like nine times out of ten that person will end up getting their kid vaccinated because mm-hmm. you just, it's just how you need to talk to them right it doesn't help that there's a lot of really big names in this movement really pushing yeah there's an unfortunate number of celebrities Robert Nero. in this really yeah are you fucking kidding yeah. me yeah the fuck i know was shocked what the his fuck? name came up a couple different times in different articles of going to rallies and supporting this movement and stuff oh my god i know it's crazy um in the i can't remember what year this article was published but it said he made that andrew wakefield made three million dollars in speeches and anti-vax nonprofits and research although he does say that he's not profiting from it he says like it's specifically this money that he raises to be put towards research of this connection between mmr and autism i don't know what research there is because there's no studies coming out of yeah like didn't he admit that he doctored the results so like why is he still because it's paying okay him okay he made three million dollars last year apparently not really yeah well he charges three thousand dollars a speech like to be to be a guest speaker he charges three thousand dollars so that's cool um yeah so the paper has been discredited so serious procedural errors undisclosed financial conflicts of interest and ethical violations and so he lost his license and the scientific journal that had like published it actually mm-hmm. redacted it good but it's still the I it's mean, still yeah. the paper everyone it's uses to there. say that there's mm-hmm. a there's a connection so one of the reasons that a lot of like researchers and like doctors and stuff like that think that they suspected a connection which like again if he had just like started researching and was like i suspect a connection like and people ran with it like that wouldn't have been his fault the fact that he published it and like still follows through with it is his fault Mm -hmm. because like if you see a correlation something like go ahead research Mm -hmm. it look into it see what it is um but the correlation was that like you're getting the first dose of mmr that you get is at one years old Mm -hmm. the one of the big things to show autism is a speech delay okay and most children start speaking properly at around one years old Mm -hmm. so like if you have a delay around one years old is when you're really going to notice your kid has a speech delay Mm -hmm. and one years old is also when you're getting this vaccine so like there is this correlation of like kids getting diagnosed or like you can't diagnose a kid with autism until they're actually older but like kids like getting suspicion and like Mm -hmm. a doctor looking into it and like maybe doing the starting to do the testing and the learning to see if they actually do have autism around the same age they're getting this vaccine Mm -hmm. so that's where that correlation is and they have nothing to do with anything they have scientifically proven that the mmr vaccine has no effect neurologically on human people's brains 
Because correlation does not equal causation. Yes. In a response to this, in 99, the American Academy of Pediatrics, which again is a scholarly group of doctors and researchers and just people involved in pediatrics, which by the way, uh, Andrew Wakefield was not a pediatrician. May I point out? He was a researcher and a internal medicine doctor, which is very vague. Internal medicines do like a bit of everything, but he was not a pediatrician, may I point out, which makes a big difference because children and baby bodies and adult bodies are very, very different. Mm -hmm. Um, So they produced a 21-page document listing literally all of the studies that clearly show that there was no link to vaccines and autisms. And like there were studies that show like they're like, oh, sorry, a recent study when this this article was like 2004. 16 said that they're they'd done a like a research with monkeys that showed that like there was no neurobiological changes in the brain by giving this vaccine but 21 pages of like it was a list it was the actual like <laughs> it was studies. just a list of the it was studies. a 21 page list of studies showing mm-hmm. that there was no correlation yeah like at one report versus a 21 page list of reports like, I don't care what you're talking about. Vaccines or not. That one page port is wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, so a lot of these, like, speakers and, like, people who promote this list, like, have companies, quote-unquote, that, you know, put on these fu- fundraisers, put on these rallies, whatever, because then the taxes are weird and different, mm-hmm. and, like, they aren't attached, to, like, because people don't want, like, it was really hard to explain. It was, like... People can, like, track your taxes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, so they they didn't want, like, it wasn't, like, a speaking fee. It was, like, one of the guys was, like, oh, like, my company would host your event and you would charge a ticket fee. And, like, he got the ticket fee. So he wasn't getting, like, a speech fee. Mm-hmm. He okay. was getting, his company was getting, like, a ticket fee. Okay. Like, it was just, like, super sketchy. Like, mm-hmm. just a lot of shady shit going yeah. on, basically. When it comes to, like, money. Oh, one of the major points that a lot of these people say is, yeah, the whole, like, oh, these diseases have been eradicated. Like, the, the diseases aren't around anymore. We don't need these vaccines. Um, it's the same reason, actually, Nazism is coming back, too. Is there's this disconnect between the adults that are coming up and raising their kids and the people who, like, invented these things or, like, the people that fought the world, fucking world war against the mm-hmm. fucking Nazis. Like, we don't have any memories of what it was like back then. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it was like when people were dying of measles right, left, and fucking center. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have any memory of children dying of chicken pox constantly. Like, we don't see that. We don't have that. We, like, I have no personal connection of someone, like, dying of, like, one of these diseases that mm-hmm. you can be vaccinated by. Like, no one has that. And so, like, the weight of that threat is so light to us mm-hmm. and yeah. to these people. Which is why a lot of these old people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, it's the same, like, it is, and, like, I, when I research, like, oh, I don't research Nazis, but I just, like, love reading stuff about racism and stuff, even though I'm not, but. Yeah. <laughs> but you love reading about people who are. <laughs> I know. Um, one of the things that they point, like, psychologists have pointed out as to why, like, these things are coming back is because we just, like, we don't have a reference for it. Mm-hmm. We Makes don't sense. understand. So, like, that's why they're not back. They don't, like, they just have, they, they're just like, oh, it's just a disease. My kid will get better. But like, yeah, like it's just like them getting a cold or something. Yeah, and like they're like, no, they'll get really sick. And it, well, and because like with measles, like sometimes it can just be a flu. Like sometimes mm-hmm. your kid can just get really sick. Yeah. And it's fine. And so every parent just thinks, like, oh, that's what's going to happen to my kid. But like that's not how this works. Now I have like a couple of like the myths that mm-hmm. these anti vaxxers kind of like use. And I will say, like, they are twists on 
Like what kind of actually happens? So the first one is that vaccines weaken a child's immune system. That is incorrect. It is literally the exact fucking opposite of what vaccinations do. Does your kid not feel great for like 24 to 48 hours after? No, it doesn't. They don't. Your child will probably not feel great afterwards because their body is fighting what the vaccine put in it. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's bad for them. But it's not bad for them. It's the same thing as like when your kid goes to school, touches gross shit. Like these are all like or like puts dirt in their fucking mouth. Like their body is figuring out how to fight these like negative things that are in this world around us. It's the same idea as that. It's just you put something in their body instead of like, instead of the child putting dirt in your mouth, it's the same as you putting dirt in your child's mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it really, I mean, please don't put dirt in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, it's just like. Or press your tongue up against screen doors. Shut up. (laughs) Anyway. Sorry, we were watching some of my baby videos earlier. (laughs) They are ridiculous. Um, So yeah, they like, it's literally, they're literally made to boost and improve your child's immune system they do not weaken it they Mm -hmm. make it better Mm -hmm. also there's a there's the saying that like oh it'll overwhelm your child's immune system giving them so many vaccines it is theoretical science but theoretically your immune system could actually never be truly overwhelmed (laughs) because like the cells in our system are constantly being replenished Mm -hmm. so they're just constantly going to fight and the amount of antigens that get given in a serum of vaccine are nothing and just please please hear me when i say this nothing compared to the amount of antigens you come into contact literally every day i hope liz doesn't die with me saying this to her (laughs) currently at her face the amount of germs and antigens that just literally exist in the fucking air you breathe Mm -hmm. is more than what is in these vaccines i i I need people to hear this please (laughs) it is more like literally like i said your kid puts fucking dirt in their mouth Mm-hmm. They put toys in their mouth. They, they put their fingers in each other's faces. They put fucking fingers in their mouth. They put their toes in their mouth. They like trust me. They sit in their poop if you yeah. don't realize and change their diapers. Like they are coming. They put into- their poop in their mouth. That's true. That's true. They come into so many germs on a day to day basis. It's just these specific germs could kill them Mm -hmm. so we're giving it to them in a way that their body could fight against it so that when they do come into contact with the real germ they don't die Mm -hmm. okay um another argument they have is that natural immunity produces a stronger immunization which science has proven you are more immune when you come naturally into contact with these antigens okay the only issue is a lot of time you die (laughs) yeah so okay so if you got the mmr vaccine versus if you like actually got measles and survived it you have a stronger but you have to get measles to do it and you and you might die so yeah the risks that i will list are specifically for measles but like similar for like other things so in measles one out of 20 kids will get pneumonia with the with measles okay pneumonia is not fun friends no and you could die from pneumonia very easily mm-hmm. especially young children mm-hmm. um because like as adults we can cough really hard and like spew out our lungs please don't do that but like, <laughs> <laughs> but, like that's the thing with like adults especially considering like especially in like young babies and stuff like lungs is one of the organs that's not really 100 percent like developed they have to like develop their lungs and like strengthen them and stuff 
So like pneumonia, probably not great for them to catch. Mm-hmm. 25% of people who get measles end up in hospital. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. And that's not to mention like all the life-threatening risks. Also, if you're in an MOA and a family calls, says, we think our child might have measles. What should we do? Don't take three fucking days to call them back. Just saying. I thought they thought that you had meningitis. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. That was meningitis. But either way. Either way. If somebody calls with a serious illness, don't ignore them. Don't ignore them. Since vaccines have been invented, the death related to measles has dropped by 80%. Well, that's a lot. That is a lot. That is why. That's why people are like, well, we existed before we had vaccines. Yeah, and mothers also gave birth to 14 babies and two of them survived. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. And then the mother died because she gave birth to 14 babies. Yeah, so like, maybe we don't go back to that. Um, The other, another point they have is that um, they have harmful ingredients, which I get. If you don't understand how chemicals work, and you see something that you're like, isn't that bad for you? Why am I putting that in my body? Um, Yeah, because like, I don't know if it still is, but I know one of the ingredients in like the flu vaccine used to be like formaldehyde. And you see that and you're like, oh. Yeah. That's so concerning. that is, yeah. So formaldehyde is still used in a lot of vaccines. I don't know about in Canada, but like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, on paper, like formaldehyde, aluminum, mercury. Which when I talk about aluminum in my kitchen, I say aluminum. But when I'm talking about science, I definitely say aluminium. <laughs> sure. Because like I'm like, oh, it's the like um, element. Yeah, the element is aluminium, not aluminum. So I'm just like, I don't know. I'm fucking weird. Anyway, so like you read that and you're like, I don't really want to put that in my body. But honestly, the amount that's in the vaccine, same as antigens, you come into contact with more in your day-to-day life than is actually in the vaccine. So like formaldehyde, you ingest more eating like fruits and veg that is in this vaccine. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because they probably like spray fields with it and stuff like that, right? So like even if you wash it, like it still exists Mm -hmm. because they grew. Yeah. Um, so you can just, again, don't stop eating produce. It's still like medium, like not a lot. Just make sure you please wash your fruits and veggies. Um, but like you, it's more in fruit and veg than there is in the vaccine. Aluminiums are present in like water, mm-hmm. just the water because it's a good filter system. Like it's probably, it's in the filters that they use. Um, and like also we used to preservatives when you buy like canned foods and stuff like that, especially mm-hmm. like if they're in like aluminum cans, you know, shocking. They're going to have some in the food. Yep. It is low levels of mercury in the vaccinations eating certain fish exposes you to high levels of mercury Mm -hmm. so like if you're willing to eat that fish but you're not willing to get a vaccine like maybe think about your choices in life um so in 2013 there was this is actually 4,000 or 400 i actually pressed the period button and now it says 4.00 i think it was supposed to say 4,000 yeah 4,000 cases of whooping cough which is pertussis Mm -hmm. if you're getting a vaccine that says pertussis it's for whooping cough um which a lot of people have to get boosters for when they end up being around pregnant people and young babies that was so that was in 2013 that was the largest outbreak since 1959 when the like within those couple years was when the vaccine was introduced wow yep and measles was declared eliminated that's the word i was Ah, looking for eliminated in 2000 so it was eliminated in 2000 and now it's back We'd mm-hmm. literally gotten rid of it, and no one had it. I was like declared non-existent, basically on the on the earth, and now lots of people are dying from it. Yep. So one of the quotes that I got from her last name is Guggy, G-U-G-G-I-E. Okay. So she runs an anti-vaxxer blog, and her response is, "They are not immediately 
Oh, sorry. They do not immediately save a life or treat an existing illness. They're optional, experimental product based on an unproven theory. Informed, consenting adults can choose to take them if they want, but it's medical malpractice to force them onto non-consenting children. Yep. Let's break this down. First of all, no, they do not immediately save a life or treat an existing illness. They prevent. Yeah, that's better. An illness and save your life preventatively it's called preventative medicine like isn't it's like the fact that i take iron supplements because my iron's low and i don't want to become anemic i mean like aren't you know that thing where like some babies are born where they're like not breathing properly Mm -hmm. and then the doctors like save them the baby didn't consent to that either nope Nope. So it does not save a life or treat it unless it prevents it. Mm-hmm. Um, they are technically optional. They are not experimental. Mm-hmm. They are tested very thoroughly before they're put to market. And because we're putting them into children, they're meant to be put into children, I would dare say they go through a much more extensive testing process than mm-hmm. most other vaccinations and shots that get given to people. It is not an unproven theory. It is proven many a time over versus many of history and scientists and doctors that would love to show you their basically lifelong works of research that they wasted yep. their entire they didn't waste their time no, like, it's not a waste <laughs> but like they didn't do a whole lot else like they spent yeah. a lot of time on this to prove what mm-hmm. is not a theory is factual science mm-hmm. it is constantly changing so if you're saying like oh like they change the vaccines and they change how they do and they change the viruses you are correct because the world is changing and what we need changes mm-hmm. and yes informed a consulting consenting adults can choose if they would like to take them but they're also the ones that are in charge of their children Mm -hmm. so there's that like you're just as responsible for making sure your kid doesn't get measles as you are for making sure that they don't run in front of cars (coughs) exactly so there is a thing called thimerosal which is a preservative that was in vaccines Um, And a lot of people were just really against it. There is no studies that definitively prove that it caused damage. But there was enough question and there was enough doubt and there was enough people asking for it to be removed that they said if they can find a way to make vaccines without this, they would. Mm -hmm. So they put a lot of money and research into it and it is no longer in vaccines, most vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And they found ways of like doing vaccines without. So the reason that they had this preservative, so this is the thing that bugs me with anti-vaxxers. They'll use this as like, a way to like fight against so they're saying that this preservative is bad for you the reason they had this vaccine was so they could do or the reason they had this preservative so they could put multiple vaccinations in a syringe okay and you would get like 20 different vaccines at once or not 20 but like you in theory could put like all your vaccinations in one needle okay and they said if there's a way to do it we'll do it so now you do multiple needles Mm -hmm. but then anti-vaxxers will point out how many needles your child gets (laughs) yeah so like there's no winning in that argument um, but because of, yeah, so now you get multiple shots instead of one just mm-hmm. with the uh, preservative that they were worried about. Doctors don't make money on vaccines. I hate to break it to people, but we make... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me as I fucking die. I sound really good, right? Yeah. Are you really happy you're far away from me right now? Yep. Um, so, <clears throat> alrighty. Um, doctors don't make money on vaccines. Between... The storage, like, because we have to keep them refrigerated. Mm-hmm. So we have to have, like, we have three mini fridges in the back of my doctor's office that I work mm-hmm. at. Partially because we don't have room for a big fridge. But, like, <laughs> they're just, like, placed where we can put them. Um, and they're all full, like, full of vaccines. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's ridiculous. Like, the power that those take. Mm-hmm. And then also you have to order the vaccines. Mm-hmm. 
they have to make like there's no money in vaccines like i don't care what people there's no money in it like i don't even think we bill like we bill msp but i think that's just for like public record i think it's like a dollar or something per vaccine yeah and i mean like for like the doctor's time like a visit yeah they, of, well, right? i mean they get yeah. the the regular visit mm-hmm. fee but like that'd be the same as them just like weighing your child they still get right. the fucking fee it doesn't yeah. change because they're getting vaccines mm-hmm. there are catch-up schedules so if you let's say for the first six months of your child's life believed in not vaccinating them mm-hmm. there are catch-up schedules to like get your kid caught up on what the vaccination is so don't think that you can't get your kid vaccinated just because like you haven't been getting them vaccinated or because like you skipped a couple vaccinations because and like you are allowed to change your mind and like go get your kid caught up we have those the reason the doctors have those is because vaccinations are um location specific mm-hmm. so like the vaccinations we get is different like we had a, f- a family move from iraq mm-hmm. so the vaccinations our child was getting was different because the diseases in the region were different right okay um, most of them are pretty same like measles, monster, rubella, but like we have a one called rotavirus mm-hmm. that is specific to like the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. So we get that vaccination, but they, this baby didn't because it's not, it doesn't exist in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So there are catch-up schedules. Those do exist. You're more than welcome to talk to your doctor about it. <laughs> My note on this was, this also includes for children who get old enough and decide to get vaccination on their own. Yes. Um, because after... I think it's after like 12 or 14 you're legally allowed to tell your parents to gtfo out of the room and talk to the doctor in private mm-hmm. and there have been lots of reports of kids doing that they get to like age 12 13 14 and they like they just go to their doctor mm-hmm. and like get vaccines <clears throat> I, th- I think it's 15 here okay i think it's 15 bc because we had to call a girl's mom because she was under 15 and we, like we knew her mom but we had to be like hi your kids here and she's like yeah okay like cut right. our legal butts so before that you can't like if you you're not allowed to see the doctor without parents consent like pa- your parent has to know you're at the doctor okay but you could your parent could consent to you being at the doctor but does that mean that they have to con- they have to also be in the room nope okay so you could still talk to them yeah. about whatever with yeah. kid and kid but there's care. a certain age where like parents are allowed to like come into the clinic and be like I want to know what my kid's doing. Like they are, they're allowed okay. to talk to the doctor about their kid. Okay. I, you'd have to look it up, mm-hmm. but like legally we have to like, know, like we have to know that the parents are okay with the kids seeing the doctor and get right. the doctor giving them like treatment. <clears throat> so the idea of herd immunity is the fact that like, if everyone who can get vaccines gets vaccines, the people who can't get vaccines are protected mm-hmm. because it's all about like, there was, the, there was a really good image that I was wa- when I was watching a video on it was like, there's like 10 people. Mm-hmm. and like whoa one or two people are like kind of within that group and they can't get vaccinated but if everyone around them is vaccinated if one person catches a disease like the per the amount of people that it would have to like somehow get through who are vaccinated mm-hmm. to get to the person who is unvaccinated is a significant yeah versus if people aren't like they were said like let's say three of these people who are vaccinated are no longer vaccinated well now if this person touches this person who touches this person well now like it's so quick and easy to get to the person who's unvaccinated who can't get vaccines mm-hmm. it's just basically about like who how like coming into contact with people so like if you're coming into contact with people who have armor and you can't wear armor mm-hmm. the bad guy has to get through all those people with armor before they can get to you mm-hmm. but if you're walking around and like half the group doesn't have armor well they're gonna get fucking cut down and you're at your <laughs> fucking risk yeah like that's Base, that's my best it's a very nice metaphor yeah. i like it um oh yeah so in 1995 the varsella which is chickenpox 
and they introduced that vaccine and they noted that the deaths dropped significantly from then till 2000 and then from 2001 to 2007 they dropped even more like even another significant drop and between 2004 and 2007 which to all those people that you're wondering why around 2007 to 2013 like these started to change back it's because that's when the anti-vax movers like he posts he put i think his report was like 98 is when he Mm -hmm. put it out like it was somewhere in the early like late 90s between 2004 and 2007 there were no babies less than a year old dying from varicella which is impressive because you can't get the varicella vaccine until you're at least a year old okay so it's these kids there was no deaths of babies who could not get this vaccine which means they are at high risk for catching this disease Mm -hmm. not a single baby died from it good in those four three years three four years my other point was that science isn't fucking perfect so like yes some kids are gonna have reactions some kids are gonna get rashes some kids are not gonna be happy your kid might be permanently traumatized about going into a doctor's office but they're not going to fucking die Mm -hmm. and like sure in 30 years maybe they'll have a better way of doing vaccines but like right now this is the best science can give us and we need to like just let that be and like sure keep pushing them to do better but like that that is that is what it is Mm -hmm. and like there are different vaccines because we do know there are side effects so at year one, you get MMR and Varsala, so measles, mumps, rubella, and, and Varsala. And then at kindergarten, you also get those four. But at age one, they're in two shots, and at age five, they're one shot. Mm-hmm. Because the combined shot of the four and one has shown adverse side effects on one-year-old babies. So okay. they give it separate. So, like, I'm not saying that there aren't adverse side effects. Mm-hmm. But, like, we do it in a way that, like, helps it benefit. Anyway, whatever. Well, if you look at... Um I know the most about the flu shot because you get that one like every year. Yeah, but like when, okay, well, Sorry. it's not a great PSA for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like when you look at the thing, there's like so many different kinds of like the flu vaccine now. Like there's mm-hmm. all these different kinds. And like there's one that you get if you're a kid. There's one you get if you're pregnant. Like they, science thinks about these things. Yes. Although the one for kids, like the nasal one is less effective than the shot. So we do suggest people do the actual mm-hmm. shot. And then it's after a certain age you can get the full shot. And under, I think it's like under a year or around a year and under, they have to do it in like half and half. Okay. So you get half a shot and then another half a shot just mm-hmm. because it's better for the baby. Yeah. So like, yeah, like like you said, they think about these fucking things. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the same for everyone. I'm saying the other. I just keep going the other, the other. Um, something that really makes me feel like a lot of these anti-vaxxers know they're on the wrong is how agitated and violent they get when like people like people have a different view than them like scientists are just sitting here like can you please fucking listen to us like sure they're swearing and they're just being like you guys are idiots like we're name calling sure but like a pediatrician so someone who takes care of children who probably knows very well the science behind these things made a tiktok and it was like things vaccines protect you from and like it's one of those songs where there's like a like a t- 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 to it so like people will do stuff that's like listen they'll like point to it every time a tut happens mm-hmm. and it was like things that vaccines protect you against and she's like dancing it was like hpv chicken pox the flu like measles but like she and she like pointed to all and it's like some of the vaccines are things that are like more optional like that you would get more as like an adult but like it's still a vaccine that you can get mm-hmm. and like polio like polio doesn't exist polio was horrible okay friends yes um and now she's getting death threats because she posted this tiktok can we pause for a quick second? Yeah. David just texted me. We need to get going. Cause okay. And we're back. We had to leave because we were going to be late for our reservation. 
but we're now full of dinner and it was delicious it was delicious to be fair um we paused decided to actually keep recording thought we were recording (laughs) and then turned out we weren't so that's twice today that we're going to have to re-record what we've already talked about yep um also um there was no reservation to be late for because i fucked up and made the reservation for the wrong day uh turns out i made it for february 8th not january 18th because i'm a smart one (laughs) um so that's cool we still got in we got to eat at the bar so it's fine yeah no the food is still really good Mm -hmm. um if you have time go to mulligan's at Burnaby mountain golf club they were super sweet the food was delicious andrea's dying again i'm still dying it's fine the drinks were pretty good i like my drink drink was good it was good i mean i had wine so oh right you had wine sorry (laughs) Fair. I would have let you try my drink, but you would not have drank any of it, so no. it's fine. David had a mocktail. I tried that. That was good. It smelled really good. Mm-hmm. All the food was delicious. Mm-hmm. I had crab cake. That was a lot of filler, but it was still delicious because the filler was potato mm-hmm. and spices. You had... I had the cream of mushroom soup. Which was... It looked good. It I was just, really good. It yeah. also had some, like... It was really weird. It had these two, like, kind of, like, raviolis in it almost, and they had, like, mm-hmm. cheese in them. It was so oh, good. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a garlic bread. I can't mm-hmm. garlic bread. Garlic bread. The appies were so big. I was like, these could be mains. Yes. And I then, would have eaten like just a bigger bowl of that soup for yeah. sure. And then what did David get? He got the, it was like. Oh, the albacore. Albacore on like a, on like white beans, beans and tomato sauce. Yeah. It was like baked beans and yeah. sauce. And then I got the Neptune, which is just like steak and seafood with hollandaise sauce on top with some mm-hmm. veg. David also got that. Mm-hmm. And I had the um, Greenland turbo turbo yes which is a white fish and atlantic salmon tail not salmon atlantic lobster tail <laughs> like i don't think a salmon tail no. would taste very good and then we both got the lemon tart for dessert yes which was so it good it was so good <sighs> of lemon tarts and it had like they like creme brulee the top mm-hmm. of it it was so good it was delicious and then he got a salted salted caramel cheesecake but it was peanut butter too salted it also had peanut butter cheesecake yes. I think, or something like that mm-hmm. And then we got some Earl Grey tea. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. But we're back. We're here to finish the story. It seems to be the theme that when we go to eat, we only have like 10 minutes left of the podcast. But it's fine. Food takes priority in our really lives. Does. Um, so yeah, I was talking about the pediatrician who made a TikTok about vaccinations. It's super cute and adorable. But now she's getting death threats. So like, that's cool. Which is just like, if you know you're right, you don't need to threaten people's lives. Yeah. And also, even if you disagree with people, don't threaten their lives. No. But like, part of me is like, you're already threatening our lives with the fact that you're not giving your children vaccines. Can you not actually like, like, can you at least be subtle about it and not like actually like physically threaten someone's life? Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Um, And then... We've already talked about this, but you didn't hear it, so I'm just going to talk about it again. There's different laws that are changing all over, so here's some of them. So in Washington, there's a new law that states that non-medical exemptions are no longer valid for the MMR vaccine. So obviously medical exemptions are still okay. So that includes, like, like there are no religious exemptions either. Like, everyone has to get the MMR vaccine. I bet that that is being fought tooth and nail. Probably. Um, but I mean, there are a ton of religious schools that you can attend and like, this is for public school. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so that means 2,200 students in just Seattle alone needed to update their vaccination records. That doesn't mean 2,200 students aren't actually vaccinated. It just means their records on school files, like they don't have their vaccination records. So parents just need to submit that. Um, I know here in Vancouver, you can't like to register your child, you need to submit 
vaccination records in school like they won't let you in without it come january 8th so this has already happened if they're currently in the process of either getting their vaccinations updated or getting the paperwork or whatever it is they need they are more than welcome to keep attending class they just have like a warning of like you can be removed if need be but they are okay because they they're like in the process of doing it right but if they have not updated records and are not in the process of getting vaccinated they are removed and they are not allowed back into class and it will count as unexcused absences so it does go on like your permanent record of whether you pass your grade or not his voice just projects so well <laughs> it's nathan <laughs> um so in ontario there is a group called ontario vaccine choice canada they're an anti-vaxxer group non-profit they had them with five moms challenged current policies basing it on saying it was against their constitutional rights because current regiments to get um, medical exemptions require you go through a program to learn about vaccines and like why the accept exemption puts people at risk and such and if they don't go through this they risk school su- school suspension they stated that this infringed on their rights which was bullshit but like whatever mm-hmm Um, In New Brunswick, they introduced a bill that would remove non-medical exemptions. That one had quite a bit of backlash, so it was delayed, though there is a new version of the bill currently being read and reviewed in Parliament. So we'll see what happens with that. As I said earlier, there was the man in the seven arm who was a father, um, and he had a judge rule in his favor to be able to vaccinate his two kids against the mother's will. And one of the things he did say was that it should be the other way around, like, the go-to should be that he's allowed to just vaccinate his kids and if someone doesn't want their kids to be vaccinated they're the ones who have to bring it to court mm-hmm. like it shouldn't be he can't vaccinate his kids unless he brings it to court i agree yeah it should be the other way around there are some schools in new york that do not allow children at schools during outbreaks lots of parents of course disagreed and tried to sue the school none of them won an example of this was a young boy got measles who was unvaccinated and so the school said that his siblings are no longer welcome at the school until like everything was better and they got the okay and the clear that they no longer had measles and the mom tried to fight back on this saying it was infringing on her child's like right to an education um her argument was you know not accurate considering the siblings also got measles because they were all unvaccinated Mm -hmm. and all of her kids got measles so then the school kind of went well we fucking told you so yeah like you don't really know how you argue with us when like it's exactly what happened Mm -hmm. um and then we were talking about dr sears vaccination schedule which is an alternative vaccination schedule where all they get all the same vaccines but it's just on like a different way um so he still has like two months four months six months one year 18 months and kindergarten but instead of saying specifically like you get all of these at one year you get all of these at six months it's like the six months can be given between actually i think four and six months were still four and six months but like two months it was like anything within two months of their life a year was anything between like 10 and 14 months and they didn't have to get them all at once like you can do one at a time which i think we agreed was a fucking money grab because he's an american doctor which means he makes money yeah. per visit also doesn't really seem better for the kids because like when your kid is that young like they're gonna be fucking traumatized if like every single they're going to the doctor like once a month and they're mm-hmm. getting a fucking shot every time mm-hmm. so it it, it the schedules are created to boost their immune systems in a correct order. So if you kind of fuck with that too much, like it, it fucks with like their immune system. And like, mm-hmm. like we said, like getting your vaccine is not as strong as getting, like getting an actual like virus and like your body fighting it off itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if the more you fuck with that, the more unreliable it is. And it's just like just follow the fucking schedule. And 
obviously there are things that are going to happen and we're expecting it and like i said there's like a catch-up schedule so like there is variation that is allowed but where need like that's always going to happen but like if you can follow the schedule follow the schedule because the schedule is there for a fucking reason Mm -hmm. like i don't know what to tell you yeah that's my story vaccinate your children please and thank you i would appreciate it because i don't want to get any diseases also so many kids are dying right now yeah it's really sad so many kids are dying right now and it is an issue that like everyone has the well it's not me mentality like it won't happen to me mentality and that needs to stop (laughs) Mm -hmm. because like if it's not you it's like your sister's kids or like your best friend's kids like it's not there's a mom somewhere in this world losing her child because Mm -hmm. these people are too arrogant to vaccinate their children Mm -hmm. because her kid is already sickly and was like fighting cancer and couldn't get a vaccine did you hear about the one girl no she beat leukemia then died of measles oh that's so sad she was in remission and then got measles and died oh yeah so yeah and she's not the only one there's been a couple other stories of kids who've like beat diseases and then ended up catching like measles or something and dying Mm -hmm. oh please don't think like that do it for the good of the whole it's exactly what it should be Mm -hmm. it's exactly what it should be um i'm sorry that i ended on such a (laughs) i mean if everyone vaccinates like like i said in 2000 measles was eliminated they had done it like no one was catching measles it was eliminated like obviously still exists Mm because like we can't completely destroy it but like yeah yeah let's go back to 2000 it was a good time it was a good time it was a great time Mm -hmm. it was lovely vaccines were created for a reason and i don't care what people say about the whole big pharma is just trying to sell us money like when it comes to certain things yes 100 percent, they're just trying to shove drugs down our throat Mm -hmm. but when it comes to vaccines that is not the case they are trying to help yes which is why the th- drugs that they're trying to stuff down our throat, doctors will say are optional. Yeah. They don't say vaccines are optional. They say are, they are necessary for the survival of humanity yes. and our children. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what else to say. That's just, yeah, get your fucking kids vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, get yourself vaccinated. That's the thing. That there's a lot of these kids getting older and they're just vaccinating themselves. Good. Which is like, I commend you, child. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're doing... Because it's scary to go get your parents. And, like, I get a lot of these kids are still teenagers. Like, they're not adults moved out on their own. Like, they're still technically kids doing mm-hmm. this. So, like, that's scary to go against your parents and stuff like that. But, like, it's not like we don't believe in, like, natural medicine. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that meme going around? That's like, aloe vera is great for this and this is great for that. But you know what? It doesn't fucking heal. <laughs> Measles? Yeah. And it's just like, I don't remember what, how it actually goes, but it's true. Because, like, there are a lot of natural, like, aloe vera, great for burns. Mm-hmm. Lavender, great for helping you sleep. Mm-hmm. And then something else, like eucalyptus. Like, I use eucalyptus oil to help me breathe. Yeah, like, I'm looking around at Andrea's room, and there's, like, four different essential oil <laughs> bottles. Like, also next to a bottle of cough syrup. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm coughing really bad right now. My lungs are horrible. But, like, because in the beginning, when it wasn't bugging me that much, I would just use my... I actually need to go get more eucalyptus oil. But, like, 100%. Oh, I took a bath, and I just dumped a bunch of eucalyptus oil in it. Nice. Oh, it was lovely. But, like, that helps me breathe. And, like, if I can do that, I'd rather do that. But, like, my cough's just gotten bad enough. I'm actually using cough syrup now. But it's just, like, you know, there's a time and there's a place, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Sir. That's Robert right. De Niro. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck you, Robert De Niro. I know. I'm so mad. I just like how am i ever supposed to watch the intern again like what <sighs> ruined it ruined a perfectly good anne hathaway movie it's just like 
That was, that is a really good. Movie. It's a really cute movie. It's a really good movie. I just I can't I can't handle the stupidity of this world. No. Well, on that note, <laughs> stop protecting your children. Sometimes your children don't need protecting. Unless you're protecting them by giving them vaccines. <laughs> well, that's what I just mean. Like okay. sometimes, like the world, like the kids need to do what the world needs them to do. Mm-hmm. Your child is not a precious little snowflake. No. His little dickwad, and he needs to. They're probably not. They're probably lovely children. <laughs> I mean, like, some of them are definitely dickwads, dick though. <laughs> but, like, ugh, it just bugs me, like, the whole, like, yeah. It's like, when, I'm, that's why I'm the horrible person in, when we watch TV together, because I'll be like, the entire population will die if you don't kill this one person. And I'm like, stab, 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 stab. <laughs> and apparently that's not the correct answer. <laughs> but then, like, because, like, that's the thing like in tv shows they'll be like this might save the world if you kill this person i'm like okay then like maybe don't kill the person like if it's a maybe then yeah. like mm, probably but not. if it's like for sure yeah and they're yeah. like i can't i love you so much we'll find another way and i'm like well if there was another way like wouldn't there be some doubt and th- i mean there's always another way because it's tv mm-hmm. but like if someone was like this is the only way possible i'd be like bye <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your sacrifice. And the same, like, if you die, the entire world lives. I'm like, I'm out. Goodbye, world. I lived a good life. Yeah. Do it quick. <laughs> I don't want a slow death. Cash. Super cash. Cash. <laughs> I don't need to live. We're millennials. We all feel that way. <laughs> It's fine. I've I'm like just kidding. Like I definitely want to stay alive. I mean, I definitely want to stay alive. But if someone was like, if you die, the rest of the world lives, and if you live, the rest of the world dies, it'd be like, cool, bye. Like I want a world that my friends and family and children can live in. Like mm-hmm. there's just like, if you die right now, the world continues. If you live, just apocalypse. Apocalypse. Like your all death around. will cure global warming. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it Please will don't save all again. of the koalas. And all the other animals in Australia. Did they say that they're like essentially extinct because yes, of how they're much functionally it's... extinct? Yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. their uh, habitats are all burned. Yes. So how do you fix that? Um, I guess you have to like breed them in captivity and then just kind of like re try and regrow the habitats. But I don't know how long that takes. For a long time, I'm sure. The world is literally burning, friends. Literally on fire. The Amazon. Australia. England's probably laughing at them. Sources of like great biodiversity in both those places and it's just... I, I didn't actually mean that England is laughing at them. Part. Please don't hate me. <laughs> I know England cares and like they're supporting the people and don't want them to die. It was a joke about colonialism. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I said it and I was like shit people are not going to understand that. <laughs> I make really bad jokes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm really tired. <laughs> And you have to go home because it's almost 8 p.m. Yes. I have to get up and work on my fucking group project tomorrow. I have to work in the morning and I'm just really tired. Mm-hmm. I had a cocktail and ate too much food. Now I'm sleeping. Yep. I had a glass of wine. I was going to say you're glowing. Good. You have got a nice little, yep. <laughs> little redness to your face. <laughs> yep. can't really see mine. I have makeup on. Also, I have really bad rosacea right now, so it probably just looks the same. No, probably. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This is almost two hours i'm hoping i can cut it down a little bit yes um 
Okay, bye. Wait, follow us on oh, wait, Instagram. Yeah, right. Sorry, I don't know how to do a podcast. <laughs> We're just like 14 episodes in. <laughs> follow us on Instagram at the Tipsy Tea Podcast Ooh. and please send us emails at the Tipsy Tea Podcast at gmail.com. Our if inbox you, is so sad. Yeah, if you just want to say hi, we appreciate that. Or we if you want to request any stories. Yeah. Okay, now we can do it. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.